Hello and welcome to the Cricket and the King podcast, the podcast where Jesus is the answer to everything and we are constantly expanding on that point. I'm your host Ben and today we're going to talk about something that I have been mulling over for a while now and that is truth and how uncomfortable it is because truth can be very uncomfortable but our society tends to value um, uh, open-mindedness as this very high virtue and truth is looked at as something that's arrogant which is kind of silly because um, we call ourselves a scientific society and we look at things uh, through the lens of um, objective answers right especially even abstract principles my favorite thing to use is math for the abstract principles so uh, we have numbers these abstract concepts that um, Well, they're abstract if they're in your mind or on the page, right? If we're using like Arabic numerals, you know, a certain symbol means a certain amount of objects, if you want to think of it like that. And so we have like one plus one equals two, and it will always equal two, and that is an objective truth of math. And in our society, we accept that because it's about math. But objective truths in other things, such as religion, we don't want to do that. Um... And Christians in particular uh, have some very, well, if you read the Bible and think that is true, then it's fairly uncomfortable. And uh, a lot of Christians I meet are (laughs) uncomfortable with discomfort. And people in general don't like it when you say that you can have objective spiritual truth because of this lie that open-mindedness makes you a better person. And open-mindedness, I mean, there's all kinds of ideas out there. And sifting through and having objective truth within your ideas is super important in not being deceived and not going off track. Um, And so Jesus, our example, Jesus he was very close-minded and singular. You know, God, Yahweh, the God of the Jewish people through, you know, from Adam all the way up to his time, he was like, he is the one true God. He is good. Um, He will judge the earth. You know, like, he, he would make these truth claims, these absolute irrefutable truth claims. And... And those claims were very disruptive to the society, and they didn't make people comfortable at all. But but they um, they were spoken in love, and they were important in setting people free and and putting people on the right path. You need truth. You need if you have a map, you can't say, well, you could go any which way and end up in that place because if you go south when you need to go north, you're going to end up s- more south and you won't ever be in your destination. So you need a map to objectively tell you where to go. And that's what Jesus did. And this open-mindedness that we have in society says, "Oh, you can it it does 
a lot of um, the universalism, anyway, in our society does say you can go south and end up north. Uh, all religions lead to the same place, blah, 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 blah. That's a, a very common idea. But Jesus was very singular. And as Christians, these singular truths, if we're truly going to follow Jesus, we need to we need to really mull these over and decide if we believe them. Because Jesus made bold claims. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Nobody will have eternal life except through accepting Jesus Christ as the only way. He also said that we would know the truth, and the truth would set us free. So this is, he, he calls himself the way, the truth, and the life. And he said we would know the truth, and the truth would set us free. With him being the truth, he is what will set us free. And his truth, his objective truth through the Bible is what will set us free. And the problem is that a lot of the modern Western church, it, it, that's just the part I'm, uh, the part of the, the, you know, world I'm in. And, and that's where my perspective comes from. So if you're listening from somewhere else and you're like, no, my church isn't like that at all, then fine. Um, but I'm sure, I hope you can glean something valuable from this anyway. But, our churches value being comfortable. Um, and, and, you know, we want to have a church that's conducive to everyone and doesn't make anyone uncomfortable. And, and you know, there, there's an element of uh, loving and welcoming a large, diverse group of people that does need to happen in our churches. We can't be closed off and, and um, you know, only cater to one specific group because the church... Because Jesus is for everyone, and the church is meant to be a light to the world, which includes many different groups and ethnicities and and cultures and ages and um, and you know all kinds of different spectrums, and that's what the church is for. But we need to be set on the truths that we're going to have, even if it makes people uncomfortable. We can't, for the sake of comfort, say that. Well, we can't really know truth because that takes away the effectiveness of getting set free because sure you can be comfortable, but to be set free, you need truth and truth is fairly uncomfortable. Um, the, ex the example I kind of have been mulling over is if somebody is morbidly obese, um, they don't need someone to lie to them and tell them that that's an okay and healthy way to live your life and that, you know, it's that's totally acceptable and going to be fine. The truth is that they're killing themselves with food and they need to, to stop eating so much and work out and they will, they will be bettered for it. But the problem is that's a really uncomfortable conversation. Um... And you know what? I have to caveat this example with something. Um, Jesus said that we are to speak. Well, actually, I think it was Paul uh, who said it. Jesus might have said it as well. No, no, I think it's just Paul. This is why I need to read my Bible more. But but um, we are to speak the truth in love. Oh, no, that is Paul. Speaking the truth in love. I'm pretty sure it's like Philippians or something. Ephesians, maybe. Um, speaking the truth in love. So your heart position has to be for love and seeing the value in the person. We don't beat people with truth. And um, I know there are churches that that say true statements out of the wrong heart, and that's part of what makes people hate them. And uh, I mean, I don't blame them because 
love love is the goal the goal of our instruction is love for crying out loud so i just want to caveat this with this example when i'm talking about an uncomfortable truth i'm talking about saying it in love to the person seeing the value of the person but anyway so if you're talking to this morbidly obese person and you have love in your heart and you say you're killing yourself with food you know you're you're severely overweight this is not normal this is not okay that is going to be so uncomfortable for that person um, I've had conversations, uh, that are not, not necessarily about weight or, but they could be about other things. It could be about pornography in someone's life or, um, or a certain, uh, behavior pattern they have or their anger or, or whatever. But to speak the truth in love to that person, it's going to be uncomfortable. And in a society, in a society, a church culture, especially that values comfort as this thing that's going to be problematic if we actually want to be effective, if we want to be messengers of truth in the world. We have to be prepared for it to be uncomfortable. And then the the other thing is to receive truth, it's uncomfortable to solve those problems as well. So if we're in a church culture where we want to be comfortable, that's that's going to prevent us from ever moving forward because solutions are typically uncomfortable. Like, again, I, I'm not ragging on obese people or whatever. It's just the most clear example I could kind of think of in my head. Um, you know, you have to run or eat lot. Well, you can't run at a certain point. It doesn't matter, whatever, semantics. Um, but, you, but you have to start eating less and start working out and sweating and wheezing and it's not fun and it's not comfortable, but you're moving towards a positive change. And that's a lot of the truth of the gospel is that it's uncomfortable. You know, you're not good enough to turn away from your sin and live this good life. You're not a good person because you've been corrupted and you've chose yourself. Jesus is the only one that can renew our minds and hearts and souls and and redeem us to our created value so that we can truly become what we were made to be. But it's only through him and his power and that's really uncomfortable but we have to we have to believe the truths that he said if we don't have objective truth and we aren't willing to not only be uncomfortable but make others uncomfortable we're not going to be effective now again there's there's a lot of side notes because i think a lot of people could take this out of context so i really want to cover all my bases um some people, uh, you know, they say, oh, I'm just brutally honest. Well, no, you're just rude. Uh, and I've fallen into this before, you know, oh, I'm just brutally honest. No, that's just being rude. You you need to make sure your heart's in the place of love. Uh, there's this saying, I can't remember who says it, but, you know, don't be weird and call it Jesus. But weird, being weird and making people uncomfortable isn't the same thing. Um. People are going to be uncomfortable if you bring up Jesus at all, typically, some people. And it's not weird to bring up Jesus. And don't, you know, don't speak. If you can't love that person, I would recommend not saying the truth, even if you know what the truth is. Uh, but but to, to, to say the truth, it has to be in love. You can't use it as an excuse. You can't say objective truth is it must be said and use it as an excuse to hurt people. 
but you have to know it and you have to value it and you have to be okay with making people uncomfortable because not because you hate them or because you want to make them uncomfortable or you want to to um, ruin their day, but because you love them, you see their value and you're willing to stand on a firm foundation of truth. And, um, and being so that I think it's a very interesting deception that being open-minded is, is so highly valued because I think there is an importance to open-mindedness, but it's open-mindedness within the context of truth. You need to have a firm foundation of truth and be open-minded. So lots of people experience God in lots of different ways. And now I'm not talking, see, this is what I'm talking, oh man, I'm, I'm tripping myself up, but, but I'm not talking about, you know, some people experience God by um, taking acid and going on a spiritual journey of drugs. That That's not it, right? Because it got, God says to be um, alert and sober-minded. Well, that's in Peter. It says, you know, being fully sober and and alert. Uh, And, you know, in Ephesians, do not be drunk with wine, instead be filled with the Spirit. So anyway, anyway, all that stuff. So it's it's like the truth of experiencing God in different ways. Some people experience God as like skin tingles or something. I don't know. I I personally get that sometimes when the presence of God comes in the room. I feel all tingly and weird. Um, Some people experience God through uh, the internal audible voice of God. Some people will experience God in in nature, you know, they'll be like, I feel like the trees are are worshiping him right now and I'm witnessing it and and that's that's all different, but it's all based on the context of the truth that Jesus is the king and Jesus is the answer and Jesus is the only way to God. Um the thing I want to finish with, and I always am talking about this, but the only way we can know truth is through relationship with the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. If we're reading the Bible in relationship with Holy Spirit, and He's guiding us into all truth, it says the Spirit will guide us into all truth. It also says that if you ask for the Holy Spirit, God's going to give you the Holy Spirit. You won't be given a false spirit. Um, You ask God for the Holy Spirit and you say, Holy Spirit, reveal the truth of these scriptures and then you pour over it. We need to know the scriptures, get the word, get that truth in us. And then we we will have a context for those truths, those deep, unchangeable truths, and we'll be able to speak them in love to people with assurance because we know them out of the word of God. And so so there there does need to be uh, a counterculture, you know, not being weird for the sake of being weird. But if we really are going to follow Christ, we're going to have to deal with the fact that the truth is uncomfortable and the truth of Jesus is going to make people uncomfortable. But we're not making people uncomfortable for the sake of being weird or ruining them. It's because you see their value, you see who they are, you love them, and you speak the truth in love and, and hopefully bring them closer to Jesus. And so that's all I really had to say. I hope that this was helpful to you, and I hope that you garnered something from this. Please feel free to comment or ask questions. 
and I will be back next time to talk about whatever God puts on my heart next time. So have a great evening slash afternoon slash morning slash whatever time you happen to be listening to this, and God bless you and keep you. Have a great day. Bye now.